Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Jan. Welcome to this edition of Beaches, Creeks and Rivers. Today we are speaking with Phil Carter, President of the Cannonock Creek Association. This is a local community organisation that is committed to maintaining and improving the quality of the Cannonock Creek and surrounds. Well, Linda, just a little bit about the creek for those who are not familiar with it. It's a natural creek that runs along the inside of the dunes that line the coast from Carrum through Seaford and then it flows out at Frankston. The creek used to be teeming with wildlife, but from about the 1890s, when farmers wanted to drain the wetlands for farming, the flow to the Cannonock Creek was affected and the creek would start to silt up, it would stagnate. It was a cause for concern in the 1890s. The Cannonock Creek Association was formed in the 1970s to do something about the condition of the creek and to advocate for improvements. But let's just hear a bit more about this from Phil himself. So the KCA, as we like to call it, has been in place since around 1970. So this year is actually our 50th birthday. So the KCA was formed primarily to, to ensure that the Canada Creek and its reserves became an asset for the community and, and not what it was 50 years ago, which was really pretty much a, a drain. So that's been our commitment to the community over the last 50 years. So what's your role in the KCA and how did you come to be involved? So I'm the president. Um, I've been in that position for the last two years. Uh, I got involved because I, I moved to Seaford about five years ago. I have a property that actually backs onto the creek. And I was really trying to find out what I could do to try and ensure the, the banks of the creek didn't fall away because they looked quite insecure to my simple mind. Yeah. Um, so I tried to find out who would tell me what I could do and what I couldn't do. So I went to Frankston City Council. I went to Melbourne Water. And really nobody could help me. So I found the KCA through that, that process. Uh, and I joined and got the information I needed. And, um, yeah. Two years ago, I decided to make me president. I've no idea why, but that's why. <laughs> well, I think they made a good choice. <laughs> I've been reading through your newsletters. They're very informative. There's, there's a lot yeah, of information yeah. in there. So I've, I've read that you do have a couple of different working groups. So there's actually two working groups established at the moment, but we're looking to put a third in place next year as soon as we get out of these restrictions, of course. Of course, but, yeah. But the, the goal of the, the working groups is to firstly weed the non-Indigenous plants out of the reserves and then to replace them with Indigenous plants. So it's about maintaining that Indigenous feel uh, up and down the reserves of the creek. And it's really important because over the years, you know, houses have been built along the side of the creek. People plant non-native native plants. And unfortunately, the seeds... Uh, get into the native arena and actually spoil the environment for, for those native plants. I actually did a little bit of work a few years, like about 15 years ago as part of the Cannock right. Creek Association. We did a lot of planting of the native tea trees and the pig face. Right. Are you still planting those or are you doing different ones as well? No, we were planting uh, whatever is provided to us by the council, quite frankly, because <laughs> the, 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 there's a, a, a warden that's responsible for the, for the reserves. There's only one person, so he can't maintain it all himself. So mm -hmm. we work with him. He decides what needs to be done and we just help him perform that duty. Oh, that's great. So apart from the warden, are there any other groups or agencies that you work with to, to maintain the Cannock Creek? 
Not from a maintenance perspective, no. I mean, the, the creek itself, the water is actually owned by Melbourne Water and, and the creek the creek sides and the banks are owned by Frankston City Council. So we work closely with both those organisations to try and make things right. So what's your vision for the future? How do you see the Cannot Creek Association? How do you see that moving forward? Oh, there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, the creek, if you look at it from the naked eye, it looks fine. Um, there's a lot of problems underneath the walls that you can't actually see. So over the course of you know, the population coming into this area, uh, the demographics of how the water flows into the, the creek has actually changed significantly. So initially the water going into the creek was fresh water out of the, uh, the Seaford Basin with fish that the indigenous population used to fish out of. And then the settlers came in and started using it as a toilet. Uh, and that didn't change much for for quite a number of years and really in the 1930s they were actually pumping raw sewage into the into the creek they then built the the plant out at near Caram. there's a, a water filtration plant there to deal with the sewage um so that changed it again and it became clean water again but as you say when they put the pattern cut in that stopped a lot of the fresh water getting into the creek so now they pump water out of the bay there's two huge pumps mm. sit at the um Ill Race Road end of the creek that pump water constantly into the creek to keep it flowing. The waste that comes in from the roads is actually starting to settle in the bottom of the creek. So um, the stuff that gets washed off the roads from car tyres and the pesticides that people put in their gardens all end up in the creek. Uh, and the flow of water isn't high enough to actually flush that out. So what we've got now is quite clear looking water, but on the bottom of the creek there's a black, black sludge which is actually highly toxic. It's got hydrocarbons, heavy metals, um, pharmaceutical pesticides in it and all sorts of things like that. So not really very good for the environment. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound very good at all. Mm. Ideal goal would be to remove it. But the problem is because it's toxic, it has to be placed in a very special uh, area when it's taken out. And the cost of placing uh, that, that, um, that rubbish, that waste, is something like $6,000 a square me- a cubic metre. So it's like several million dollars to dredge the creek and get rid of that sludge. People are not prepared to spend that money. Wow. So without that pump, the mm. creek wouldn't exist, would it? it? It would exist, but the water level would be minimal. So it would be you know, a couple of inches deep and, and no more than that. It would still be a creek, um, but it wouldn't be navigable, which is a, another issue because the silt builds up anywhere. And in some places, the water is very, very shallow because of that silt. On top of the water itself, then there's obviously the reserves. We're quite concerned about what's happening around the reserves. I mean, the level crossing replacement project that's been going on has created some problems for us. So uh, during the course of the work, they've um, destroyed some very mature trees, which is unfortunate. And we're also having ongoing issues with the work they're doing because uh, Franklin City Council is actually planning to put a, an indigenous arboretum, a large garden, around Seaford Station in that area. And the two entities are not talking to each other about the outcome. And what LXRP are doing is actually affecting the, the plans for the, the Arboretum. What sort of an area are we looking at for the Cannot Creek Association? Which which area are you taking care of? Because Cannot Creek's quite long, goes all yeah, the way down so to Franks and starts at Patterson River. So what part so the whole, do you look The whole at? thing. So it's 7.5K. Oh. Um, the two working groups we've got at the moment, the working bees, one are down, one's down in Frankston, the other one's in Seaford. 
but we're looking to put a third one in place up near Eagle Race Road as well. What's the best way if they want to become involved and help out? What's the best way for them to do that? So we've got a Facebook page. Um, we've also got a, a, our own website, um, www.canadacreekassociation.org. So get on there. Uh, my personal contact details are on there. So feel, feel free to give me a call personally. You can also send uh, emails to through the Facebook page or through the or through the website. So, yeah, just get in touch. We, we love more people to come and join us. It's great to have more people to help out, isn't it? Yeah, our, our membership numbers are actually quite low at the moment. It's a bit of concern for us. I think, you know, the community itself is growing because there's more properties being built. But it's quite difficult to get people to engage and, and join the association. We only charge $20, $20 a year for a whole family. So it's not expensive. No, um, no, not expensive at all. And having more members on board gives us a lot, lot more clout with the agencies we work with. So and Franklin City Council and Melbourne Water will be more open to listen to an organisation that has thousands of members rather than us, which is a, less than 100 right now. But it's good that, you know, if, if you've got an organisation that is based in the community mm. and oh, like you said, a lot of properties back onto the Cannonock Creek. So That's right. I imagine there's a lot of homeowners there that would be concerned about that space. Yeah, the, our problem is... Uh, Speaking to them really because um, our Facebook page actually gets a lot of hits. So we have, I put something on Facebook, we get three or four hundred hits from the community. But actually talking to people face to face right now is extremely difficult, of course. Um, but even putting circulars out there is difficult because people tend to throw circulars away that arrive through their letterbox. So we need to get more proactive and get out there and start actually talking to people, which we're planning to do over the next 12 months. <music> What a great organisation and it's been around for 50 years. That's quite an achievement for the local community. Yes, Dan, it is a really great organisation. Now, if anybody would like to volunteer, you just need to contact Phil at the Kennot Creek Association via their website or Facebook page. We will be attaching the links to this podcast. Thanks, Linda. Have a great week, everyone. We'll speak to you next time. Mm-hmm.